0: Good morning. Welcome back to Chop for Time. Thank you for joining us as we are discussing yesterday's message, Gathered Together. I'm Devin. I'm here with Thomas, uh, Ethan, our intern youth pastor, and Ben over here, who's going to be directing the cameras. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Thomas, would you open us up? Certainly.
1: Uh, Father, thank you for um, another opportunity to get together and discuss your word. Lord, I pray that uh, this discussion is fruitful as we begin to dive into and um, what it what it looks like to spur each other on in your name know, we pray yeah.
0: okay, so um, yesterday you continued our Hebrew study and kind of broke into Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 um, about uh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but encouraging one another or provoking one another every day to love and to good works. Um, so can you give our uh, viewers just a recap of your message from yesterday?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I had a sort of... Uh, I'm not very good at like the whole three points thing. So Ben has these, he always has all of these points and structures. I work with high schoolers, so I tend to just have one thing. There's, <laughs> the, yeah, they, they've got, you know, get one point and make sure that they really get that one. So I really just wanted to tackle uh, the second half of the verse. Um, so verse 24 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another uh, on toward love and good deeds. And then I focused on verse 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Uh, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And uh, so I really focused on the, the, you know, don't neglect the gathering. And I think we, we're in a world where we kind of came out of COVID, mm. you know, uh, which was, uh, if you don't remember, uh, there was a pandemic <laughs> not too long ago uh, where, you know, we weren't able to do anything. You know? right. So that was uh, a really hard time, especially for, well, for everybody and um, for all businesses, for churches, for all people, because we were so confined. We weren't able to have interaction with each other. And I think for the longest time, everybody knew that this was not the way it was supposed to be, but it went on for so long that we got used to it. Right. And I think it got to a point where, you know, we, we got comfortable with the idea of, I'm just going to stay in my home and recluse and focus on my own little bubble and that's it. Uh, and, and, and that's, I think, really hurt the church um, coming out of COVID. And I don't, I don't mean like attendance or anything like that. I mean like the spiritual well-being of mm-hmm. people in yes. the, um, gathering. One of the things I said is that gathering is not just important; it's vital. Um, like we, it's just emphasized over and over and over again in the New Testament, uh, and throughout the you know the whole Old Testament is the story of one people group that did life together continuously. You know, right. which brings us into the New Testament where we have Jesus with his disciples, and they 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 did life together for you know every day, all day, and then we get into the Book of Acts, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, and you know people were always together. And in the Book of Hebrews, clearly there's something going on here where there are some that have got into the habit of not meeting, not gathering together, um, <coughs> and and clearly that's just not how it's supposed to be done. Right. So I looked at two main, um, I think, worldly cultural uh, things that have taught us that this uh, that, that distract us from the gathering. Firstly, just the idea that it's not important, which I think definitely came out of COVID, but has also been around. You know, for for the longest time, especially in the West. You go to church because that's what you do mm-hmm. and especially since covid that's just not the case anymore we right. don't have that to rely on as as a church um which in some ways is a good thing um but we you know there's just a this idea of like well i don't really need to you know i'm I'm sure. good uh, and i was trying to convince people it's like no you're not <laughs> mm. you know i've got a good friend in lexington and and family down in lexington who uh, are in between churches but yes. they've been in between churches for five years mm. and they don't have a church body and they are clearly suffering right. um, because of it and it, and it's hard, really hard to s- watch and see you know and and they're trying to do their faith without a community and I can't imagine how hard that would be um, you know and so, so that was kind of the first one was just the idea that it's not important um, and it's not important it's vital is kind of the way I was trying yes. to, to pitch it
0: critical yeah
1: and secondly the main bulk of my focus was that um i think in in the west we have a real idol of busyness and mm. um, an obsession with working not nine to five but seven till midnight <laughs> you know
2: I just kind of wish that dolly had sang ten to three the uh, absolutely but i mean the, the
1: <laughs> yeah ni- the, the nine to five thing isn't much of a thing anymore you know people are you know people commute really far to work so they're out by six and they're mm. back by eight and and uh, one of the analogies I use was, uh, you know, that you know I have a phone that has not unlimited data, and once it runs out, it gets incredibly slow and basically useless. Mm. And the same thing is true of humans, right? You know, we have we have an energy bar, and once we hit our limit, uh, we kind of become a little bit useless, and our capacity to deal with hard situations just goes down the drain. You know, mm. so and I think a lot of people, you know, go and work super hard because they they have been taught for all their lives you just have to work you know indefinitely so that you can provide everything that your family needs and more Mm. um and and then you know then you'll be happy but then you know they get home every day and they have no emotional or mental capacity to you know be loving and kind to their family whenever it's hard to be loving and kind to your family you know sure um uh, and then they snap at their kids they they yell at their spouse or you know they they snap so easily and it's and it's not because they're built that way it's just because they don't have the capacity to to deal with those situations you know and and if we can't be there at home with our families and our spouses and our kids well how on earth do we expect to be good with our church family which is an extension of that you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so that was the real thing i was trying to challenge is just you know sometimes we just have to slow down i was kind of talking at the start that my father-in-law told me all the time to gotta slow down with my accent so that he could understand <laughs> and i sort of close with you know now every time we meet he tells me the same thing but i'm mm. talking about my uh, my work rest mm. life mm. um because yeah this last little while this whole mentality of uh the pride of your work got the better of me sure you know i, I felt <laughs> proud to be able to tell my friends like no nah, i can't hang out i'm too busy mm. and that's such a shame because i think i missed out on a lot of really good opportunities sure um but uh, at the end i was sort of saying you know like whenever we do this right and we gather well um it it is nothing but good you know and whenever we are unified which is one of the passages <laughs> we talked about jesus prayed for us to be unified you know like it's it's so much better to have a community. Mm-hmm. Whenever we get to come into the church and we see people just sitting doing a Bible study in the conference room, just is wonderful. I think it's fantastic. Um, so I'd love to see more of that sort of thing uh, in my own life as well as the rest of the church.
0: Amen. You know, and just uh, thank you for sharing that. And just I think it's so important because you know, COVID did kick the church in the face. It was an attack by the enemy. Definitely. I mean, so there's still people right here in Grayson or wherever that are just, you know, they've they have moved to online church and mm-hmm. that's where they're stuck, you know, and they have forsaken the assembling of, of the saints, you know, because they're not. God has designed us more than just to watch TV on a screen. I'm not right. saying that can't happen or maybe sometimes necessary, um, but there's so much more to fellowship. And I think that's just important aspect that you brought forth. And business, too, is such a great, uh, you know, some one of the pastors that I was, he said, uh, busy stands for buried under Satan's yoke, you know, B-U-S-Y. So, you know, it really can't get to that place where you just get too busy to do things uh, for God. But let's move forward and talk about what stood out to each one of us. Let's start with Ethan. What stood out to you yesterday's message, Ethan?
3: Like what stood out to me is definitely probably the idea of busyness, like things like, you know, I'm so busy all the time. Um, I mean, I've got a lot of things going on in life right now. And then. I try to find out what the easiest things to cut out are like to make time for other things that are just going to also make me busy again. I'm not cutting out times like that are going to, you know, help me spend more time with my wife or um, more time with friends and family. I'm like, okay, well, if, if I cut out this part right here, then I'll have more time to work in my other job. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, that is completely missing the point of like how you should be divvying up your time. Like, that's not right. And like, um, there's just so many different like things in life that can cause stress. And I mean, I'm already like kind of an extroverted person. Like I don't want to try to keep adding things that take away from that sense of community. I mean, I, I read a book in, um, for one of my classes called like created for community and mm-hmm. talks about like how God created us to be in, um, you know, community with one another at all times. And so, I don't know. I've got to figure out a better way to definitely like kind of limit that busyness in my life and cut it out for the right reasons and not to just to create more busyness if
0: that mm-hmm. makes sense so thanks, thanks for sharing, Ben. what about you? What stood out for you yesterday?
2: I think um the challenge to make sure that my definition of rest and peace are are still kind of calibrated within scripture because we look and we see you know like whenever Jesus ascended into heaven he said you know wait upon the promise you know wait for my return basically mm. and the disciples literally stood there like waiting <laughs> you know it's like it was the most literal interpretation of what he just said that could possibly happen and the angel appears like what are you doing like we're, we're waiting or he told us to wait said, that's not what waiting means at all mm-hmm. you know so go go do something go be in a prayer meeting you know so I'm trying to reevaluate my time management and things like that as well as to be able to rest when rest is possible to be at peace when peace is you know that type of thing but also being challenged by just resting does not mean me going home and slamming onto my recliner Mm -hmm. and not moving. Mm -hmm. There is a sense of rest that comes with spiritual activity, with fellowship. Like, you know, um, I I think we all had uh, pretty tiring, exhausting days yesterday in different capacities. Uh, I was telling Devin when, you know, when I came in this morning, I was like, when I laid down last night, I was spiritually and emotionally just exhausted, Mm. just drained. Um, and this morning I you know I was still feeling kind of the remnants of that and I needed a rest that actually I received through our time of drinking coffee and fellowshipping and talking this morning mm-hmm. that re-energized me and there's now a sense of rest that I feel that I didn't have mm-hmm. even upon waking up. So that's kind of what I got yesterday was this make sure that the the calibration of what it means to that balance of not busyness, but a peace at rest that it's, it's not framed on my definition mm-hmm. of what that means.
0: Good stuff. I think that's important that we do have those moments where we come into, Hey, the rest, um, for myself entering, you know, one of the things I like to, you were talking about unlimited data or energy bars, you know, on the phone yesterday. And it just reminded me of how important a fellowship is, you know, because You could get uh, drained out and God's sometimes, you know, through different aspects, but I believe Holy Spirit is guiding and directing us into fellowship so that we can get recharged you know, fill up that bar again, or, you know, we get more data in there. You know, I don't, you know, I mean, you can call Verizon and get some more data. And that's just kind of stuck to my mind. You know, Hey, it can cost you something, but you can get more if you pay for it. And I think sometimes that's the sacrifice you make when you come to church. Yes, it's a sacrifice. Um, you know, it's because Hey, it's sometimes it it might be uncomfortable, might be out of zone. It's easier just to click the the remote control and I can make some coffee and kind of kick back and watch TV as we did during COVID. But Hey, the sacrifice is, is God has commanded this. It's not a suggestion. Mm -hmm. It's a commandment. You shall not forsake the assembly. Let us not forsake the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some. This is God's word for us to gather, to assemble, and I just think that's so important um, because I get recharged during those moments. I get, you know, Holy Spirit fills up, and I just think people are missing that. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what stood out for me. Now, we want to talk, you said um, yesterday there was a little bit, you dealt on the second part of that verse, which was the gathering together. The first part of that verse in Hebrews 10, 24, deals with the provoking stirring up i think there's some other spurring on, spurring on you know yeah. so uh, and i just like uh, can you read that that
1: that yep. passage again uh, verse 24 of hebrews chapter 10 and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds
0: I love that. Let us consider one another and how we may, you know, first of all, there's got to be some thought. So let's, uh, we're going to look at a few passages, kind of key into that aspect mm-hmm. today, the spurring, the encouraging, the provoking. I like the provoking because I used to provoke a lot of people.
2: <laughs> so, Wait, what? <laughs>
0: and, you know, so it's just key to my mind. But let's take a look at, and I'm going to start at an Acts chapter 22. I want to uh, key into that passage where it says here, and they continue talking about the disciples after in the book of Acts. when when Jesus had left uh, just as um, Ben was talking about going up and and so they were going through this time and it says then those who received his word were baptized this is verse 41 and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them so there's a lot of people getting converted and then verse 42 and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers, you know, and I, to me, in the sense right there, there's there's four things that are listed here steadfastly doctrine, fellowship, food and prayer. And I think that those things are what God designs to stir us up. You know, because when you're there, when you're plugged in again, when you're gathering together back to verse 25, there's something that happens in that congregation where God allows you to step out of yourself because, you know, I can easily get caught in my own things, my own ideas, my own whatever, but now I'm with other people. And so there's something, there's a synergy that happens that Holy Spirit has designed and guided us to bring us to that place that, um, you know, I'm going to get stirred up. Ben, what do you think about that?
2: yeah I think that uh you know that again, going back to this morning, you know that was just kind of a personal example for me because natural tendency would have been to go into my office, mm-hmm. slap a sign on the door, hey, in an intense prayer, you know, so you know <laughs> but just like to to kind of recluse myself just a little bit, but I think that there are those elements of we navigate this lot mm-hmm. as believers together. And we do so more effectively for Christ. We do so uh, better whenever we're leaning on each other. Mm. That that spurring on, that encouraging, that stirring up, uh, that happens within our spirit. Because one of the things I know that in my life that the enemy really wants to do is make things uh, a lot more significant or bigger than what they actually are. Like, this is a bigger, you need to be more concerned, you need to be more uh, worried about this, more anxious about this, mm-hmm. you need to be giving more of your energy to this, and at, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just like, no, not really, because mm-hmm. there's other things, um, you know, eternal things, things of Christ, that um, that I need to be spurred on unto, and that that doctrine, that fellowship, that food, that prayer, that time together in community is really kind of what helps me to, to keep that compass pointing true north.
0: Good stuff. What about you, Tom? Uh, the, yeah,
2: well, it's kind of coming off of
1: what Ben said earlier is his, one of his takeaways of the, that idea of rest. I think yeah, I, I always fall into this temptation that rest is doing nothing mm. as opposed to just doing something that isn't exhaustive. If that makes sense, like because yes. like, there's times like when I like when people go on vacation, they come back rested. But typically when people go on vacation, they're busy, you know, they're doing all of the things. And um, so there's there's an element to um, doing something can be restful. So gathering together and having food together can be incredibly restful. One of my favorite things that we have here is that there's every every Sunday after church, we go and grab lunch with somebody. You know, uh, it changes most weeks what, who we go and get lunch with. Um, you know, like yesterday we went to Hogstroff with um, James and Catherine and uh, Kaylee and Katie and um, Kylie and I. And Kaylee, Katie, Kylie and I. Wow, that's yeah, that's really a hard cool. one. To that say. was some great case. Um, But, like, that was super fun and restful. And you know, James was there, so we were talking about, you know <laughs> James things. Yeah, James yeah. <laughs> things of you know, the the intricacies of the Trinity and you know, we were talking about that sort of stuff. Polycorp. But, but it was a great example of a time where we were fellowshipping together, having food, talking about doctrine, mm. but it was fun. Amen. You know, and it was Amen. restful and it was enjoyable. Um and yeah, of course, I went and took a good Sunday nap afterwards before I came back to church, which is also restful. But sure. it was a di- it's different. You Recharging, know? It was, yeah, it was a spiritual recharge that was just enjoyable. Oh, um, or you know, on Saturday we went to IKEA, and driving back we were talking about a lot of Bible stuff too. You know, we were talking about what happens after we die, like you know, what mm. what does that actually look like, or what you know, the thief on the cross, how does that all kind of work? And and it was enjoyable. We were driving, and um, you know, like those sorts of things sound like work, but they're actually not. Mm. You know, it's it's a good recharge opportunity. Um and uh and it's it's funny, every time I do stuff like that or anytime we get together like and we just pray I always come away afterwards thinking like why why do we not do this more? <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is yeah. so much better than uh just, you know, slaving after things. You know, if we're really stressed about empower and, you know, we have this big empower meeting and you know, we're trying to rest with all the details and at the end we pray and everybody prays and afterwards we're just like, that was wonderful. It's like, why did not we just pray at the start? Mm. <laughs> this would be so much easier, you know, because it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's there's an element to having Christ involved in everything that you do that can turn
0: some of the difficult things into a restful moment. You know? mm, yeah. Well, good stuff. You know, I think that's important right there is that we look at because when God is involved in something, I think about Jesus sometimes you know, he stayed up all night in prayer, um, man, he fasted for 40 days. If that one doesn't make you tired, I don't know what will, you know, or staying up all night in prayer. I don't know if you've ever tried that, but it's hard. Um, you know, and Hey, you could just be like the disciples who slept, you know, crashed out. And I think that there's, there's aspect when you're recharged by Holy spirit, that God has directed this, this recharging, this whole Holy spirit encounterment is is oftentimes in the body. It's an amazing gift. What I was thinking of is
3: like in something that I see that spurs like me on my own, like is when coming back to church, right? And you seeing in worship, especially worship, when I can look out and I see a whole bunch of other people worshiping the same God, especially like when they're really getting like Mm. into worship, like for something like that, like his time, I'm like, wow. It's because like, you can see the spirit move almost. And it's a way that you can see how, The spirit moves through different people and you're like, man, I'm glad I get to be a part of this. I'm glad I am with others in this and I can share this with someone else because like, I mean, the love of God on its own is so powerful. Right. It's you can't really hold it all like Mm -hmm. to yourself. Right. Right. You want to like when it's when you're really connected into the spirit, right, you want to go out and you want to share with other people. You want to see what that love is like. And it feels good to see what happens when that love is spread out. Right. Among other people. Um Worship. And like, even something like, um I don't know, like going to house mill and seeing something like that among youth and seeing how the spirit mm. moved, like throughout all that, like, yes, man, communion. Yeah. That's a thing. Like being able to, have that like small part like almost of heaven right like right there with you where you can you're dining with Jesus in that moment Mm -hmm. everyone is dining together and that community that comes from that that spurs me on to be like man I want other people to be a part of this Mm -hmm. like people who are missing out on this are
0: missing out on everything like I don't know that's like yeah, that's awesome. You know, we're about to break into Hebrews a little bit further in Hebrews 10, or we're basically going to talk about tasted the heavenly gift. You know, there's a tasting that happens in the midst of fellowship where we get to taste that taste of, of, of the Holy Spirit. Um, there's another passage you have. Can you can you read and key into that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, 2 Timothy, I'm going to read a couple scriptures here, but this comes from uh, chapter 1, Paul writing to um, Timothy. He says, Timothy, I thank God for you, the God that I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift of God that he gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Uh, I think we see a couple factors at play here that I really like. We see Paul spurring Timothy on. Amen. You know, we see him really encouraging him. Mm-hmm. Knows that Timothy recognizes that he is where God needs him to be. But we can sometimes struggle with where God needs us and wants us to be. So Paul is encouraging him, stirring him up a little bit, um, spurring him on. But then we also see Paul's instruction to him of like, don't forget to do that yourself. You know, fan into flames that spiritual gift that God has given to you. Um, I I think of David in the Old Testament, you know, whenever it says that his, his men, his army, was turning against him. Scripture records that it said that he turned and he encouraged himself. In the Lord. Mm. so But out of this passage, out of Second Timothy here, I love how we see both of those things. Mm-hmm. That spurring on from one brother to another, <laughs> yes, but then remembering to say, hey, you're not always going to be able to have me. There will be moments where my voice is not going to be able to be there with you. Mm-hmm. That's when you need to remember what God has done in you, and you need to fan that into the flames. Stir it
0: up. Yeah. Ethan, what do you think on that passage right
2: there? I mean, the... The
3: idea of having, like, I, I was always, like, told in, like, classes and growing, um like, growing in my faith as, like, I didn't always grow up a Christian, right? So I came, like, into it as very kind of immature and not knowing what to do. And they told me, like, you need to have a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy, right? Mm-hmm. You need to have a mentor, you need to have an equal, and you need to have someone that you're <laughs> teaching to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and throughout my life, those positions have changed, like, who, like is in each of those positions. Right. Um and it's neat being able to cuz like I've been Timothy in that like in that letter I've been in Timothy's spot where mm-hmm. someone's like trying to encourage me and be like no you need to step out and you need to go do this you're yes. doing good. Um or maybe course correct me a little bit. Um and I've been, you know, Paul in that situation like you know maybe this is like the time where you should, you know, step out and go do something yes. and then there's been the barnabas situations where i'm like i don't know where we go from here but we should probably figure it out huh like you know (laughs) just those situations but the the thing is that we all do those together and then once you have all those connections playing in at the same time that's where the fire grows that's where you can see something happen because you were never meant to do it on your own you were always meant to do it with others so if you have those relationships, those people in your life, to be able to build up—that's, yeah, that's where I think the fire can grow.
0: Amen, Toms?
3: Yeah, one, one of the things I, I love about that passage is, is also just the,
1: like, I don't know what the the grammatical term for it would be, but, um, like the subject of the gift that is fanned into flames is still God. Mm. You know, it's it's not, hey, you just got to work harder, and mm. you know make sure you go out and do all of this in your own strength it's like no god's given you a gift this is this is from god and if you accept this is from god you better go do something with it you know like we've been given the message of the gospel uh and and salvation through faith and it's an incredible message and it's powerful enough to do everything on its own we just got to go tell it so you know you don't have to be the most amazing communicator in the world you just got to go share the amazing gift that god has given you amen you know and and I, I just, I love that whenever it comes to spurring each other on to good deeds, it's not, it's not a, um, you know, you just have to be better. It's like, Hey, like God is good. Go with that, Amen. you know, which, which I just think is a whole lot more comforting because, you know, I, I try so hard to just do everything in my own strength because I keep thinking that that's what I'm supposed to do. And then I get miserable, you mm. know? Um, but, uh, but no, I love, I love that the, the, just the idea of, taking the gift that God has already given you and and utilizing that um, and fanning that into flames. You know, it's the John 15 stuff. It's like stay connected to the vine and the fruit is going to grow. Oh, I love that. You know, Um, it's not your own fruit. It's the fruit that comes from the vine. Um, So just focus on your connection to the vine and you will start to see all of this fruit start to grow.
0: Mm. You know beautiful i you know i I like that passage because you know when we talk about staying connected to the vine you know god has sent forth this holy spirit into our lives and that's the way that we stay connected and he's you know i love that that you know there's the empowering the filling of the holy spirit in this sense right here stir up the gift of god which is in you because you you said it it's it's the holy spirit that and gives us. in 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the gifts of the Spirit and so that gift that was in Him needed to be stirred up but how is it going to get stirred up unless you go to the place or do it and mm-hmm. and it's in the body that God brings those things to, to stir us up. You know, I mean, you use your gift mostly, I mean, you can't go out and preach and teach and be an evangelist um, but, you know, it's in the body where your gift is going to get stirred up because that connection is with the body right here and I think it's all intertwined. That's why Paul says don't you know provoke one another encourage one you know and then here he is talking to him stir up that gift of god man you got to get in there and put some work in to get that thing to fan it into a flame so it it takes careful consideration and holy spirit connection you know it's not some weirdo thing right there but man you got to stay in touch with what god has given to us right there um how much time we out right now brother
2: we're we'll probably getting close.
0: Okay, so we're going to... we're Actually, I want you to read a passage, but I'm just going to key in on your passage uh, real quick. You have um, from Matthew uh, 12, 20, correct?
3: Yeah, 12:20. 20. Um, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory. And then I'm just going to go ahead and read 21. And in his name the Gentiles will hope.
0: You know, and I'm just going to key in on that one really quick, and then we'll just go do a takeaway for, for the whole thing. But I just like that. You know, to me... A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench. You know, sometimes we're like, oh, what does that even mean? You know, I mean, hey, some things that are broken or barely alive, sometimes we'll just come by and like, ah, just smash it or put that out completely. Um, you know, but that's not the idea. You know, I love it because he would take time and consideration to touch things. A smoking flax he would not quench. I mean, he's going to come along and breathe life into the fire you know, he, that's what we're called to do with each other. Breathe life into each other. And that comes by being connected to the Holy Spirit to God and being connected to each other. I can't breathe life into you if I don't know what you're doing or you what gifts you have. I need to examine you and look at each other. I think that's really important. Okay, let's uh let's go through unless anybody wants Keanna, you want to, uh, and that. Let's um let's go through and do final takeaways. What was the final takeaway from what we were looking at? We'll start off with, um, I can't start off with Tom because we'll start off with Ethan. Yeah. Um, final takeaway is that I think,
3: I think I just, not just me, but like a lot of us need to take more time to focus on what's important and being able to share that with others around us and be able to grow community in that sense. Trying to try to focus on what brings us together and not Mm -hmm. what, you know, separates us. Mm -hmm. Try to find things that, actually create a sense of community that's founded on the principles that we see throughout scripture and that we've talked about today and focus on demonstrating love for one another in, um, not only in service, but in rest as well, mm-hmm. resting together. So
2: good stuff. Yeah. I, um, uh, looking back at that passage out of second Timothy, I think that's, that's really going to be my heart and takeaway from today is that, uh, the gift that God has given. Um, and we you know, we talked before we started recording about that, the importance of working from who we are in Christ, mm-hmm. not trying to work for a position or to be accepted in Christ. You know, It's like having that identity rooted and grounded in him and his gifts that he's given us, and then work from there, finding that balance from there. Mm-hmm. Because if we're trying to find our identity in what we do or how much we do or the thing you know we're going to constantly be striving and we're going to constantly be overwhelmed and overloaded because we're never going to be able to do enough Mm. Um, but just having that identity rooted in him uh, and the gifts that he's given us
0: amen um for myself i just you know i we've talked about a little bit but there is a connection Connection is is to me is so vital. Life is about relationships, my relationship with God, and then works into my relationship with others. Uh, The gifts that other people come or that I have come from my connections because that's going to be an empowerment of the Holy Spirit from them to me or from me to them whatever god is i'm not in control of what god says hey if god says to pray for somebody for healing i'm not the healer you know Uh, it's not me if if it's a gift if that was in me it would be his holy spirit working me and i think that just comes from being connected not not i can't do it from a distance so i think that's important is it yes i gotta Get together, so stay connected. That's mine. Yeah. What about yours? I
1: I don't know. I just when it comes to com- community, one thing you said when you were talking about the the, the Paul Barnabas and Timothy, I I love that. Um, I always focused on the Paul and Timothy. I always forget about the Barnabas part. So it's mm. just something that's getting my mind going. But just even in this room, like the fact that you know, got a high school dropout Irishman, a uh, college student from Columbus, a uh, local, mm. <laughs> you know, with a kid who's, uh, you know, moving across the country and uh, another guy over in the corner with 25 children uh, from Oregon, uh, (laughs) you know, and and yourself from California. And like, none of us have very much in common, if that makes sense, except for this thing, which just kind of brought a whole bunch of random people from all over the world together to Mm -hmm. talk about one thing. And I just think that's really cool. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just, there's not much else that does that, which I just think is, is a beautiful thing. Um, And it's just a blessing to be able to have, this sort of thing uh, and with all of the, the the gathering and the spurring each other on like i know these sorts of mornings when yeah we have that coffee that ben was talking about and and we get to discuss this sort of thing it always spurs me on gets me more excited to go and do m- more things like this in mind you know um so for everyone who is watching obviously i would just encourage you to find that amen. <laughs> amen it makes a huge difference you know amen.
0: Well, uh, we just want to say thank you for joining us today. If you haven't already, we ask that you'd hit that like and subscribe button because we want to get this out to even more people. As you just heard, we're encouraged by the things that we share, and we hope that it encourages you. Um, If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to write them down, and we'll answer those to the best of our ability. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can reach us at FCCGrayson.com, or you can just give us a call. If you don't have a home church, we just invite you to come and participate. And we'll seek to grow in the love and grace of God together. Uh, Let's close out with a word of prayer. I'll close out. Father, we just thank you so much for this uh, day. We thank you so much for the encouragement that we get to stay connected and to stir up the gift of God that's in us and help others to stir up their gifts. Um, And we just ask that you would make that true of us, Lord God, that we would uh, take time to stay connected to you and, and, Lord, just to help each other and to encourage one another every day. And we just give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name.